You're listening to Kidney Conversations, a podcast from the Kidney Foundation of Western New York. In each episode, we talk about kidney health and share stories to inspire and educate our community. I'm Jeremy Mortlock. In this episode, I speak with Chris Hoyt and John Canistero. When Chris went into kidney failure, his uncle John chose to become a living kidney donor. So what happened was I was in college uh, my freshman year. I was 17, um, turning 18 at the time, and I started getting pitting edema. So my legs started swelling up. I didn't really know what that was. I was living in the dorms in Buffalo at the time um, by myself, my first time alone. And I didn't really know what it was. I thought it would just go away like any other sickness I had as a kid. Like I was always pretty healthy. I'd only get colds and stuff. So I kind of let it drag on for a couple months, just hoping it would go away. I didn't really know what was happening. And then I'd start waking up and my face was swollen too. And it was getting progressively worse. And then I reached out to my aunt, who was John's wife, and said, hey, I think I have a problem. I need to go to the doctor. So she came and picked me up from the dorms and brought me to the doctor. And they took some blood tests. Then they called me back later that day and told me I had pneumonia and stage five kidney failure. And then I need to go to the hospital immediately. So then I was checked into the hospital and put on high dose steroids, which was able to kind of restore my kidney function for the time being. And they diagnosed me with IgA nephropathy. And then um, I was on those steroids and they tried a lot of other different medications over the course of like five years. And I went to doctors in New York City and in Binghamton all trying different things, a lot of kidney biopsies, um, a lot of travel. And eventually, as one doctor put it, my kidney function fell off a cliff and I had to start dialysis. I had peritoneal dialysis where they put the tube into your peritoneum, which I had to do every night. That wasn't a good time really. Um, it could have been a lot worse, obviously. I was still able to like go to chemistry conferences in Atlantic City, but I had to like lug my machine with me but it was kind of interesting to experience, I guess. During that time I was on dialysis, they were testing a lot of my family members. I wasn't really trying to stay up on the process of the testing because I was very nervous at the time. So I can let my uncle kind of fill you in on that part. So I was just staying away, like just trying to prepare <laughs> for the day. Yeah, so back when he was a freshman in college, you know, he found out that he was having kidney problems and we were hoping like it would be resolved through medication or I used to, we went down to New York city with him and tried all that other stuff. And it got to the point where I think he was at like 8% kidney function. And at that point they were like, okay, well, he's going to have to get on dialysis and why don't we start looking into live kidney donors immediately. I know that my wife, Chris's mom, myself, Maybe even a couple other people were like, well, yeah, we'll definitely get tested. With my wife and Chris's mom, they both had conditions that kept them from being able to donate at that time. So I went through the process, which was, you know, probably like two half days worth of testing. It was blood work, which was no big deal. There was some other testing and stuff. I mean, they definitely found out that I was healthy healthy enough to be able to donate a kidney to them. Once we went through that whole process, I see the videos online where people have like a very big 
unveiling that they're, you know, like, oh, I'm going to be your kidney donor. But it was pretty nonchalant. I think I even called him and was like, oh, did you hear I was a donor? I'm, I'm able to be your donor. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So we'll, I guess we'll figure this out. <laughs> His donation was December 19th, 2016. We probably found out two months in advance that I was able to be his donor. So we had time to plan for that. You know, they obviously schedule you in. I was getting myself ready, trying to get in as good a shape as possible for him. So for my recovery and to give him the best possible kidney I could. So we had a little bit of time to be able to plan that out. And that's one of the benefits to being a live donor is, you know, you have time to be able to get this scheduled and put in. You know, when that time came, we were both mentally ready. I remember the night before I was like on a liquid diet trying to get myself ready for it and whatever. And Chris was going out with his friends out to eat for having steak and whatnot. And I was like, okay, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. And we'll meet up tomorrow at ECMC. What was the recovery like for both of you? I've had gallbladder surgery and I've had a umbilical hernia surgery before. It's similar, honestly, like, you know, for a couple of days, I was in discomfort. At day five, I was in my office doing office work. And, you know, they say that you have a weight restriction for like three months and whatever. I was actually, I was climbing up a ladder. I remember like I'm, in the middle of January, I was climbing up a ladder, helping a friend out. So what didn't carry the ladder, but I was climbing up the ladder. So probably shouldn't have done that, but it wasn't that bad. They said that physically Chris would probably feel better than me because he was getting a good kidney and I was giving one away at the time. So my body had to adjust. So I guess, you know, I was tired for a little bit after three weeks or so. I mean, I was working out, doing like elliptical treadmill type stuff, feeling pretty good. You're a very physically active person, right? I do jujitsu, which is kind of like wrestling. It's a, it's a physical sport. So I competed at a big tournament in California, like three months exactly from my surgery date. So I think some people think it takes forever to recover from something like that. It, it took a little bit of time, but if you're talking like three weeks a month to really start feeling yourself, I think that's obviously well worth it. And then in terms of lasting effects, do you feel any different or are you just kind of going around your daily life? Obviously to keep tabs on you and I've had blood work and, and whatnot, you know, every six months, I think I have blood work done and, and get checked on. I feel no different. My blood pressure is the same or better than it was. My creatinine level is the same. No, no different at all. I mean, I, I literally, when I tell the story about Chris getting a kidney transplant, sometimes I forget to even tell people I'm the one that gave him the kidney. I forget about it. I think about it once in a while, but you wouldn't know if you didn't ask me about it. The, the only thing different is that I, I don't take Advil. So I take Tylenol now. I used to take Advil all the time. I don't do that at all. And uh, I think people think, that I'm going to have to take medicine for the rest of my life. I think I, even I thought that at first, like, oh, I'm going to have to be on medicine. Like you, nothing changes, no, nothing changes at all. I don't have to take anything. I'm not, um, my immune system's not compromised. I don't have to worry about anything like that. I'm the same exact person. My kidney functions the exact same. Oh, that's wonderful. 
Chris, what was your what was your recovery like? How did you feel after the surgery and then going forward from there? The only thing I really remember after the surgery was there was like a lot of weird post operation procedures that had to be done to like take out like the tubing and take out some stents. That was very uh, they were very uncomfortable. But overall, I think for like the level of surgery that is, it was less than I was expecting looking back on it. At the time, I probably thought it was pretty bad, but now looking back, I'm like, that saved my life. Any amount of pain I'd have to go through for a couple of weeks is nothing compared to how much longer I can live now and the amount of stuff I can do now. Post-procedure and before, looking like before and after the procedure, the only difference was I was very tired before. That was the only really symptom I had. I was just exhausted all the time. And I still sleep a lot now, but it's, it's more just that's who I am. I'm not as exhausted during the day and I can get through the day just fine. And how long had you done dialysis? I think it was about six months, maybe eight months around there. And it could be like pretty uncomfortable sometimes, especially early in the process. And then you kind of got used to it by the end. Are there any restrictions or, or changes that you've had to make since you got the transplant? Not really. I, uh, I take medicine every day and every night and I have a lot of doctor's appointments and I get blood work every month. During the pandemic, the person that set up a program where the person actually just comes to my house for free and draws my blood, which is really nice because I don't have to do anything. So that's really nice. It's been kind of scary, obviously, during the pandemic because I'm immunocompromised, but I was able to get the first dose of the vaccine yesterday, very early in the process, I thought, because I'm an in-person college professor. I just teach labs. Nothing really much has changed. I don't think like I can still do all the activities I want to do. I did jujitsu for a year with my uncle after my transplant and I had to wear like a pad over my kidney area, a thick one that we had custom made, but nothing that I can really recall changing before and after. Was there anything we haven't talked about yet that either of you would want to share? There's 90, 100,000 people on the transplant list right now. I'm not quite positive the exact number. And for people to receive a deceased donor, I mean, that's great. That's saving people's lives right there. But to be anybody that's questioning being a, a live kidney donor, which, by the way, I'm a donor mentor for ECMC. So if anybody has questions, they can reach out to ECMC and get in touch with me about it, about my thoughts on it and what I went through. But especially for somebody young like Chris being, you know, 18 when it started and 23, 24 when he got his kidney, obviously to have a, a live kidney donor is a lot better than having a deceased donor. So if you have the ability to be able to donate and help somebody out, not only did I help out Chris by giving him a kidney that ideally is going to last two and a half times longer than a deceased donor. I also was able to push somebody up the list that was waiting for a kidney and they were able to get a deceased donor. And the other thing is people always ask me about like even now going out, like they're worried about me. I think I'm no different than anybody else. I have one kidney that's a, a super kidney now and you know, it does everything that my two kidneys did. I'm fine, no medicine no worries. I'm, I'm a typical person with one kidney. So there's no difference in my life. You had mentioned your creatinine levels are normal and everything, which is great. Yeah. Perfectly right back to where they were before. 
And you two have a, I guess, special way of marking your kidney transplant anniversary. Well, we we used to go out to eat every year on that day, but not now. I get I get donuts delivered to me. <laughs> so uh, my my favorite Paula's donuts. So I'll get those. I'll get those a dozen donuts delivered to me every uh, December nineteenth. So that's that's perfect. We're, we're uh, that's that's his yearly payoff. Chris, anything else that you wanted to share? It was just really a blessing, obviously, to get a live kidney because it does last so much longer. <laughs> the live donor, you know, the kidney was healthy and working the whole time, basically, until it was put into you and it's still working. So and he also has giant kidneys because he's like six, five. So <laughs> I know that it's, it's plenty for my body. If it's helping, if it's keeping him alive still, it's probably going to be fine for my small <laughs> body. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thanks so much for your help and for spreading the word. The Kidney Foundation of Western New York is dedicated to increasing awareness and improving the lives of those with kidney disease. You can find out more by visiting our website at www.kfwny.org. We're on facebook.com slash kfwny and on Twitter and Instagram at kidneyfoundwny. We're looking for stories of healing, transplantation, donation, and more here in Western New York. If you have a kidney story to share, email jmorlock at kfwny.org.